0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Talking to Women About Video Games. So happy to have you here, back again with Tanya.
1: Hi.
0: And it's so happy. I'm so happy. It is happy, and I am happy.
1: You're so happy.
0: And it is happy. We're happy. We're happy, but we're sad because my computer died, and I was unable to get our regulars, Kaiju and Tonberry, on the show. But we do have some clips from some very wonderful guests. I don't mean to undersell them at all, but I do miss our regulars, Tonberry and Kaiju, Because this has been a weird week. Dead computers, dead stock
1: market? Yep.
0: Did you hear about what happened? Oh my
1: gosh, I texted you today. I was like, what's going on?
0: Yeah. I don't understand. So you heard a little bit about it today.
1: Yes, I did. And
0: it's something that's still evolving. By the time this episode is out, it may be old news. But as of right now, it is one of the biggest things going on in video games. But it's only tenuously connected to video games, technically, because it involves the store GameStop. GameStop. GameStop, where the games stop. (laughs) Where <laughs> you stop playing your games because you sold them to GameStop and oh, play you got less games. S-
1: store credit.
0: I know for, for like you're, thirty you're cents. Trade in. Oh, it's terrible. I've traded one game into GameStop. I regretted it and I couldn't stand the game. It was terrible. It was a Batman game for the 3DS that I thought was going to be good, and I was very disappointed. Anyway, GameStop—they've been very disappointing to people for years. Their sales have been going down. Their their profits have been going down. Their stock has been going down. And then all of a sudden. It's never been higher. It's, it's booming. Yeah. GameStop is on top of the stock world. And it's all apparently because people have been gaming the system. That's the way I yeah. think it applies to this show is the way the system has been gamed by people who are Gamers. Yep. A lot of them are gamers. A lot of them were on Reddit. A lot of them were aware of GameStop and were sort of rooting for it because it was an underdog that they related with. But more than anything, it was a fu to the hedge fund billionaires who had been short selling the stock for a while. And you know about what short selling a stock is? This is
1: another thing where I have to explain a concept where I have an idea in my head and oh, it's so a challenge excited. for me. Yeah, I don't be- like it.
0: People are gonna relate to you so you put much. Put me in
1: the spot it, every we're time. We're all in
0: this spot with this. Why can't stocks? I
1: ask you to define it? Because you are you do that all day. I'm such yeah, a definer. You do that. Yep, yep. I will define
0: okay. all night if you like. So let me. do you want me to define this <laughs> no, right now?
1: no, no, no. Um, I wanna do I wanna go do it. For it. All right. So you're shorting a stock. Yep. So basically there are stocks to be sold. You buy the stock and then you sell it. And you then buy it back to make a profit at a lower cost. Kind of. Kind of?
0: You you don't buy it. You borrow it. Okay. Okay. So it's essentially like, uh, I'll do a quick explanation. And this probably won't be that helpful unless you have bought a home or a condo or something. But I'm going to use that analogy because I think people at least are familiar with Airbnb and whatever. So that may give them a point of reference. So imagine if I'm saying, hey i'm going to airbnb your apartment and i'm going to pay you a little bit of money to borrow it and it does cost a little bit of money to borrow a stock you Mm -hmm. have to pay them a little bit and you have to pay interest so it's not unlike renting an airbnb and that place is yours while you're renting the airbnb now imagine if i did this airbnb to place and then sold the place
1: while you were borrowing it, yeah,
0: while really I was shitty, borrowing it,
1: Jonathan, and you don't have that kind of rights. right.
0: So I sold it for like four hundred thousand dollars, and, and the owner is like, I don't know what you're doing with my place. I, you were Airbnb it. It's yours for now. So I Airbnb it for like you know a hundred dollars a week, but I sell it in a week for four hundred thousand, and I'm doing that because I'm guessing that the value of the house is going to go down. And then I can use my $400,000 to buy it again after the value goes down to 200000 mm. So then I just made 200000 and then the week's over. And then I give the house back to the Airbnb person. And they and didn't pocket know the difference. The money.
1: Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. They're
0: like, I got my house back, great. This is what people are doing with stocks. So yeah.
1: somebody borrows this, the stock. Yeah. They sell it at a high price. Yeah. They then wait. And then they
0: get the money, money when they sell it. Then mm-hmm.
1: they wait for the price to go down, so they buy it at a cheaper price. You got it. And and they just say. Is that Rufus? <laughs> yep.
0: There's a cat scratching on the. I'm scratching sorry, guys. Post. That's okay. It's dramatic. Rufus is. It,
1: he has no clue what's going on. Well, he has no fucking it, clue. It has a certain
0: uh, kind of uh, gritty flair, sort <laughs> of tension.
1: <laughs> like, like I'm gonna get these stocks. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna short these stocks. So where we're trying to go with this is, mm. companies do this shit all the time. Yep. And they're like, eh, that, that's the breaks, man. I've got the money. I can play the stocks. And then what happened was there was a Reddit thread mm-hmm. where everybody was like, yeah so why don't we just buy
0: stocks so when you buy stocks and a lot of people buy them then the value of the stock goes up right because it becomes rare there's only so many stocks you can't just like make more stocks out of nowhere there's a certain amount of stocks and that rarity gives it value just like with money and and gold and whatever there's only so much money in circulation and that's why money has value when they print more money than there was before, then generally you have uh, inflation and the the price of the things go up and the value of money goes down and whatnot. So they were-
1: Economics with Jonathan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the best at it. So, So and I could be wrong about all this, but that's my understanding. And People were buying it. So the value of the stock was going up and, and the short sellers were waiting for the value to go, to go down. down
1: so they could turn their profit. And they're like, is why are you doing this to me? And and we're like, we're just beating you at your own game. I'm, I'm lumping myself in you're there. Like, right. I'm like, like, damn the man. Yeah. And they're like, but that's not right. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. And they're like, fuck you. You do it every day.
0: Right. They were saying what you're doing is screwing up the system. You're breaking it. And they returned the, the normal people who are not billionaire hedge fund people said, Yeah, I'm doing the same thing you do. I'm just not a billionaire and I'm, I'm not a power who manipulates the system constantly. I'm a regular person, and this is all the power I have. And friggin' Elizabeth Warren, who I thought about voting for at one point, she was like, well, we've got to work on making sure there's more stability and this isn't allowed anymore.
1: What are you going to do, go after each individual stock buyer, the person that bought, like, five? Well, what they did is they made it so they couldn't buy stock.
0: This company Robin Hood that allows you to buy stock and it's ironic cuz it's like steal from the rich and give to the poor but they're they're literally just the rich taking from the poor and they're not allowing the poor to buy stock anymore. They cut and them Game off. GameStop? Yeah, they cut it off.
1: All right. Well, like you just can't can I just can I just put a side note that I think of GameStop for the gaming industry like I think of Guitar Center for mm. the music industry. I think I think they're both kind of shitty. <laughs>
0: Sure. I don't they, love
1: GameStop, and I feel like when you walk into a GameStop, there's some condescending asshole behind the, the counter mm. who's like giving you shit. Like, you really gonna trade that in again?
0: <laughs> I have had, and or have
1: it, you had a different experience? Yeah,
0: but I'm a I'm I'm not a, a young because, woman. Is I'm it because a, they're looking at me? It could be that you're a cool. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. You're you're something of a normie. You're just a regular gal going in, being like, So, thinking about getting this video game for so and so. They may be a little bit less respectful to you sometimes with uh-huh. me. I say, oh, yeah, I write for this blog and that thing. You, know, and you go in
1: and you drop like that? Just- I usually
0: end up getting there because what happens is they say, oh, you want to order this game? And I say, ah. Uh,
1: I get it for free.
0: I might get it for free. <laughs> and they're like, what? And then I explain and they're like, oh, couldn't I work there? And so my experiences with GameStop folks have, have generally been pretty positive. So I like that company It's just so fine. tough
1: being a woman. I know. Like – so tough. It I'm, is. I'm being. I'm being a little sarcastic. I mean, I don't no, know. No, but no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, no, no but no, I just I feel like in this circumstance, I'm like, oh, the guy at GameStop wasn't nice to me because I'm a lady. Like he probably <laughs>
0: he might not have been though. They're 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 very folks who are in this insular industry, this this culture, if you want to call it that. A lot of people don't. There's a lot of gatekeeping and and snobbery. And so, but
1: if I like dressed up as like a cyberpunk kind of like riot girl or something and walked in, I would be treated differently.
0: You might be treated like, "Oh, you're trying to impress me with your gear." Well, tell me, did you know who the, the first girl <laughs> video game character ever was? It was Metroid. And it's not Metroid. They're they're wrong about their facts, too. Actually, do you know who the first...
1: Oh, I really don't.
0: ...girl, or or woman, I should say, uh, video game character was? Female? No, no. Oh, I should have researched this a little bit first, but it's a game called Wabbit. Really? W-A-B-B-I-T. Yep.
1: And what platform was it on?
0: I think it was on some real basic Atari 2600-style computers, and it may have been ported.
1: Is this pre-Oregon Trails?
0: It's around Oregon Trail. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's the mid-70s, I think. So it was around then, I think. It was a woman, and I cannot remember her name. So please, listeners, if you can find this woman, I think her last name is Tran, but I have to check. I, I believe she, Ugh, I'm, I'm blanking on all the details. I thought she was from Thailand, but I'm not sure. She was the first woman to design a woman playable character in a game called Wabbit. And you're shooting rabbits that are trying to steal your carrots. Like, that's the whole game is just And she's killing. the shooter? She's the shooter.
1: That's really great.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's, she's venomous. She
1: fucking loves those carrots. <laughs> Keeping <to> it healthy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and according to the, the, the legend about her, nobody can find her. So she's missing. I can't even remember her name. So I'm part of the problem. But apparently she has a very common name and nobody can and just look her up by name because there's like a million women oh, uh, with her wow. name and she disappeared from the industry she worked on like 2 games i think and the, so the story goes about her, she was, like, incredibly attractive.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: So the the guys, and it was very, it was it's still a male-dominated industry, but then it was extremely male-dominated. Wow. And the guys were just like, we'll do whatever you want, but we don't really respect you, so we're going to, like, do what you want to your face. But she commanded in her, yes. in her meeting. She was like, this is the game we're making. Wab it. And it's going to
1: get
0: those fucking carrots. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, um, okay, it, yeah. don't mess with her. I, I think, again, I think her last name was Tran, but I cannot remember. Ah. Uh, so that's okay, a challenge we, to our we, listeners, yeah, actually. We
1: need to move. We've got people to talk to here. Oh,
0: sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, a, no, no. I'm not trying to. No, this is good. Yeah, it was good. And, and it's a challenge to our listeners. If you can find the creator of Wabbit, please look her up and invite her to be on the show. I will pay... I will pay a thousand dollars. I'm just making this up as I go along, but I, I've got no, the money. No, No. I'm paying a thousand dollars.
1: That's a lot, Jonathan. I've got it in the
0: bank. To anyone who can find the creator of Wabbit and help her to get on this show, and it has to be confirmed. We're, we're going to have to go through a process to make sure it was really her.
1: Yeah, but but.
0: One thousand dollars cash. You're
1: you're really you're really going to I've got to it in the this. bank.
0: I've got I, I've got even I've got more than two thousand dollars in the bank.
1: Listen, so but, but it's worth
0: it. You're so
1: me. you're so committed to this. Oh, I'm yeah. afraid that somebody's gonna try to scam you. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll go through a, a very good vetting process. I will oh my I will God. have regulations in place.
1: We, you're gonna need to send us a photo ID. <laughs> We're gonna have to meet you at a coffee shop. We're gonna, We're gonna, have, gonna have to meet you at a
0: coffee out. shop. Yep.
1: Yep. And you gotta you gotta hand us the proof. And you have to, a, be an to be willing to be on the show
0: talking to women. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, but if we get the woman, who created the first woman video game character playable video game character who wasn't just an npc or whatever and i believe she had a name then that that's that's hot stuff i know can
1: you imagine if she's if she's alive and she came on the show
0: that's what i'm saying
1: oh you mean to actually get her on the show $1000 oh that absolutely <laughs> i don't know what i I'm you meant about the name of no, the person. Just <laughs> I was like, Jesus.
0: Yeah, that would be a lot for a name. But, uh, but yeah. I was
1: like, wow. <laughs> what else yeah, are we going to give away? You were a little away? worried
0: about me. Thank yeah, I really was. <laughs> and speaking of people who we care re- about. Yeah, we care about <laughs> and have had to mess around in this world of, of games that are just no fun to play. Where yeah. you feel like the rules are maybe out to get you. We've got Laura. Who reviewed a game called Imagine Lifetimes?
1: Yes, I actually did this interview.
0: Yeah, my computer is dead, and you were on top of it anyway and ready to get this done. So, yes, let's cut over to Laura. Can this mom even review this new video game? Yes, she can! Yeah!
1: Okay, I'm here with Laura. Laura is a mom. How are you? I'm doing good. It's like a Monday. I have the day off. I'm in my PJs. I'm ready to talk to you. So what video game did you review? It was called Imagine Lifetime's Deadly Version. Deadly Version. That sounds
2: extreme. It sounds that way at first. (laughs) Honestly, this made me feel really bad about what I said about Freddy Spaghetti. My enjoyment of Freddy Spaghetti was so much higher than my enjoyment of this game.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So just to recap, probably, I think maybe our third episode, I can't remember um, which one exactly it was. And she reviewed Freddy's spaghetti and you gave it what? Did you give it a three? I think I gave it a 3.5. I would give this one a one. Oh
2: no. I'll give it a one in that it technically functions. Okay. Didn't Run into any glitches and coming from my background in apps and gaming, that is much harder than it seems. It does take quite a bit of effort to make sure that games function properly. So I will give them that. There was a kind of a scary message at the beginning warning about feelings of suicide and all that. So I was, whoa, I, I was, yeah, I was starting to get a little like, what have I gotten myself into? What am I going to be looking at? Basically, it's a really simple interface, it's screens. With large icons on them. And you pick your next step by selecting one of the icons. So you start out as a baby. It asks you if you want the mom narrating, the dad narrating, if you need subtitles, and if you want to do quick play or not quick play. I really wanted to get the full experience of this game. So you pick, you know, whoever you want to narrate. You pick if you want subtitles. You move on to the next screen and... You sort of see images that would indicate that you're being given birth to, kind of the screen parts, and you enter the world. So you
1: are in the vaginal canal coming out. Yeah, and I should back up. You do see
2: yourself as like a sperm and an egg meeting. Mm. Um, There's nothing to do. It's just the cutscene. There's some DNA swirling, and then it's like, hey, you're a person. Then you pick what toy you want to play with as a baby and you pick the things so it'll show a picture of three things like blocks a teddy bear and like a crayon or something And you pick the thing and then it just brings you to the next decision and you sort of age yourself up that way. So now you're a 10 year old and you're outside. Are you playing with a bike? Are you playing
1: with a tree? You know, you just pick one and then it just brings you to the next decision. Okay, so you're incrementally just making decisions, but not actually doing the thing. Sure peril to me so far.
2: Yeah, well, so then you get to the point that you become a teenager and there's a giant zit in the middle of the screen and you have to hold down on it until it explodes and coats your screen in white gunk. Yeah. Then when that goes away, you get to pick your friends. And if you click on some friends, other friends turn different colors and then some of them get blacked out like you can't pick them anymore. I have no idea what the colors mean. And I should mention this is all basically in except for a few exceptions in just black, white, grayscale. So there's not really much color to this whole interface either. So at this point, I'm like, okay, so at some point, I'm going to see myself as a result of my decisions, you know, because I chose blocks, I'm going to be really good at building stuff. And then I'll have different choices down the road. And nope, nope, not that I could tell. I don't know if choosing blocks meant that in high school, I could choose, you know, engineering experiments as a choice. I don't know. Maybe Imagine Lifetimes was really like, imagine the lifetime that you're actually having behind the scenes of all these decisions you're making. You have to imagine it because we're not going to show you. Right. No one is ever going to go through and figure out what goes with what. Because ultimately, you go through all these choices. You come to like one major screen where you can choose to start a family or like have a relationship, travel,
1: get a job, buy a house. Right. And you just pick them and then rinse, repeat. You were looking for a little bit more meaning in the game. You were like, as you're going through it, what does this all mean? Is there some sort of a point to this? Or is there some kind of embedded exploration of the self is there something that means anything about this game but you couldn't find it because all it was was just choices that didn't seem to have any rationale behind them but they they felt like they could have but then they just bypassed that completely and just went on to other choices yep and if you
2: choose child then you don't get to choose travel so i went through once and i chose travel well travel i thought okay there was this big screen and it was flashed all these different flight numbers you could pick. And it was just cycling through. And then some of them were like abysmal, terrible. You know, so you try to time your clicks so that you get the right flight. So I got the flight I wanted to YC, wherever YC is. And then it was just a loading screen with a loading bar underneath and a picture of an airplane. And it just said loading trip, loading trip. So it said something about like adventure, it happened or something. And then it said plane crash. Oh, so my plane crashed, I guess. I don't know. It just said so on my loading screen. I never got to see anything at all about travel, which is something that I love. So I was
1: like, maybe this part will be interesting. Nope. And it just brings you back to being a sperm and egg. So you died, essentially. And the other thing, too, is that it sends the message that certain life choices are mutually exclusive. Like, there's no possibility for you to have a kid and also enjoy your life and travel. But guess what? Even if you do travel, you're just going to die anyways. So maybe you should have made the right choice. Maybe the right choice was to have a kid. I don't even know. I don't even know. It, it was like,
2: if Choose Your Own Adventure had a sentence that was three words long, and then it said, turn to page 45. There was just no content. And then right. I did get to my retirement stage in one of my playthroughs, and it shows a clock, a lamp, and an armchair. And you sit in that armchair until you die, which Whoa. takes a really long time. But as you're staring at the armchair, the lights sometimes go out. They sometimes turn on. Sometimes there's the clock ticking. This is not how I would spend my retirement. Watching a clock tick, like turning my lamp on and off, not even moving to bed, just immobilized in a chair, just waiting to die. Like I that mean,
1: was- the- You don't even have and- Golden Girls on TV to keep you company. Oh, there was a remote. So it, it suggested- <laughs> <laughs> But that was it.
2: Pick an icon. Go to your next set of icons. There was a set in the marriage one, which I also thought was like pretty sexist, where it shows the outline of the girl's face. And she looks like she's yelling into your ear. And it says, pay attention. And she tells you all the things she wants for her wedding. So there's a wedding cake that flies by and maybe has three tiers. Oh, no. And the napkins are this color. And the flowers are like this. And then when you go through, there's a barometer or some kind of meter at the bottom that shows you how close you're getting to regurgitating all the things she told you to do. And then I think I picked the wrong napkins, and it was like, you're in hot water now. This is not my marriage. Wow.
1: Wow. Now, let me ask you, too. Does it have options for you to marry same-sex, or is it all cis? Uh, no, you have all kinds
2: of options. Okay. Um, So I, I just happened to go through in in the hetero route, but you could, you could say both. You could say, I think you could say neither. I see. I didn't, I didn't choose that. I didn't want to have Either which
1: way, it's still, essentially it said that woman's a nag. If you don't get the napkins right, you're going to have a doomed relationship.
2: Why am I marrying her? Right. I mean, she's awful. She's screaming at me about napkins. It's just not right. It was boring, frustrating, confusing, just send all kinds of weird
1: messages. And none of them very overt. They're very kind of just like fly under the radar messages that just make you feel kind of crappy, but they don't have any real point to them to make you think about stuff. And so where's the enjoyment in that? I I don't know. I don't know. It was all the burden of the decisions too, with none of the
2: enjoyment. So thumbs down, man. Thumbs down.
1: So you're going to choose not to play this again. We're going to have to talk to Jonathan and say, let's get Laura a good game. Baldur's Gate. Oh, that's what you want to review. It would take me a long time.
2: I actually don't know the name of it. My husband told me that there was a a new Dungeons and Dragons engine Baldur's Gate that is coming out and it's an alpha and I really want to play it. But then I also have my son. I just, I can't get into games like that right now. I don't have the bandwidth.
1: Well, maybe it's something you and your son can enjoy together as he gets older to have a cool mom that plays video games. That would be great. So we're giving this a one because I'm right there with you. I think it sounds like it sucks. Yeah, it really, really does. And you would go back to Freddy's Spaghetti anytime. I mean, I really would. I might've been terrible at it, but it was a game and- it had interactivity, had friendships, you had jobs, you had a mission. It Here, required some skill. Did And it seems like this game requires absolutely no skill whatsoever. Not even in decision making.
2: Apparently not. Like I said, if you went through it, however many times it would take to figure out the configurations of what's available, I don't know what would entice you to do so because... Absolutely nothing happens. At the end, you sit in an armchair and wait to die. It just It's a very hollow experience. It, it left me
1: feeling a bit down. So that's why this is the deadly version. I, it, I don't It know. ends in despair and loneliness. This is not what we need. But if Jonathan offers me another game,
2: I think... You'll I'll prob- still
1: do it? You'll still I'll, do another game?
2: I would still do another game. Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, that might be the silver lining that we could get you back and maybe get you a good game. We'll have to sort of vet a game. I don't know. We. I mean, it's up to you whether or not you like it. You're your own person and who knows what types of games, but maybe we could find one that's a little bit more, I don't know, up your alley.
2: Well, I, I understand the interest in the indie games. I'm sure there's other cool indie games out there, probably listeners that have created them or... Have ones that they enjoy, maybe maybe a suggestion? <laughs> Something slightly vetted. <laughs> it's a right. <price. laughs> I always enjoy being one and I appreciate the interview.
1: Awesome. Well thanks for joining us, Laura.
2: Thank you so much, Tanya. Talk soon. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: She did it. She reviewed it. Thanks for the review. Poor Laura. <laughs> I feel like she thinks I'm setting her up for, for a bad time. This is She's really living the life of a professional video game reviewer, though. So many people think, and they think this is about working at GameStop, too. We were talking about earlier. Oh, your, your life is games. You're just embedded in games all the time. It's going
1: to be so fun. Yeah,
0: your, your play becomes your job. You get paid to play. No, no. You get paid to sit in a world that should be good, but you're constantly, well, it's similar to when you feel alone with somebody else. Yeah. It's even more lonely than when you're just alone. When you play a video game that's bad, it's worse than playing nothing at all. It is it is a terrible experience.
1: And I also have to say that it's like in context of other video games, all of a sudden, Freddy Spaghetti is looking more <laughs> like a seven every day.
3: Yeah. You know what I'm it saying? It is a like, lot about the context. It's almost like, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. So you may be alone and then and then you you meet someone and then you're like, yeah, they're, they're not a 10. <laughs> but, but. <laughs> They're hanging in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Freddy know?
0: Spaghetti looks good compared to Imagined. Freddie Spaghetti for for newer listeners, that was episode I wanna say five episodes ago. Laura
1: Episode four or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, some I don't know.
0: some time ago. She reviewed a game called Freddie Spaghetti and gave it like a three point five and was pretty disappointed. Now she's really She's really feeling sad, but believe it or not, we've already got something set up for her to review another game. She has not given up on us, and we're really, really grateful to her. I feel like part of her problem with this game was it is a game that tries to replace your life. It just gives you life again, except through the eyes of the developers. And a lot of developers, sorry to say this, I'm sorry to insult you, creators of Imagine Lifetimes, if you are listening, but developers who make games like that they often just want to play god they're like i will give you a life and you will like it and you will play it and it will be better than your actual life and the the god complex game developers creep me out gabe newell creator of steam or one of the creators of steam the valve guy he loves vr and he's Mm -hmm. got something of a god complex he's hired or at least worked closely with a couple of developers i know at least three of them who love VR? They don't have any sort of God complex. They just love new technology and trying to affect people in a strong and emotional way. There's Cy Wise. I don't know if you know Cy Wise. Well, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Cy Wise is a person. She's really cool. Oh. She loves making VR games. She worked on That's Job a Simulator. a cool name? I know. Yeah. I wonder if it's a, a name she chose or a name she was born with. I should ask her. She made a game called Job Simulator that made like a ton of money, and then Google bought her company, and then. They left the company after Google bought it, and now they're working with Steam on stuff. The reason they're doing so well is because people love the idea of VR, and people with a ton of money who want to be god, sort of like those hedge fund jerks who just want to be god of money. Gob Newell, G- Gob Newell. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe Newell wants to be the god of our brains. And he's talking he's talking smack about my eyes and ears. What? He's disrespecting my ears, Gabe Yours Newell. personally? Our all-human ears. Okay, just he checking. He recently <laughs> called them meat peripherals.
1: Meat peripherals.
0: Peripherals, thank you. So it's like, uh, uh, you, you know, the Wii remote is a sort of like a tennis racket, but it's not as good as a real tennis racket. Your ears are sort of like a computer, but they're not as good as the VR headset I'm going to give you. You're going to hear sound. It's going to go directly into your brain. Plug in, man. Yeah, he's talking about Johnny Mnemonic style Matrix plugging right into your brain and just being the one who creates the reality for you. And these guys, Gabe Newell, obviously a a smart guy. I think he was at Microsoft for a while. Very successful. They don't know that people just don't want to lose their whole reality, though. Like, very few people are like, ah.
1: Do you know what I think he's banking on? Is that people will want to try it for the novelty of it but then they're going to get hooked.
0: You know how long people have been saying that about VR? Like, I want to say 30 years, the virtual boy. Oh, it reminds people me are going to um, try it for the novelty. One of, my, they're favorite, gonna get hooked.
1: One of my favorite movies, Which Strange one? Days.
0: I didn't know you were a Strange Days fan. <laughs> <laughs> Straight, Strange but, Days means a lot to people. Yeah, 90s. Yeah. 90s oh, it was so, so Julia Lewis. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved
1: that back in the day. I don't know. I was watching that shit when I was, I don't know. I, I was probably too young. <laughs>
0: it was very stylish. It was very cool. So there has been a fascination for a long time with this sort of, and it's related to cyberpunk. That's something we talked about a few episodes ago, where it's like replacing what God gave you, and I don't even believe in God exactly. And then God might be real. I keep talking with all this reverence towards God, and I'm like oh, it's probably You're like, made like, I don't up too. <laughs> yeah, it's all just made up. Religion and video game design actually have a lot of crossover. We'll talk about that at some point. So Gabe Newell thinks that we're going to want to check out of reality and replace our eyes and ears with some crap he's going to put in our heads. And he's probably wrong because people want to master their realities and supplement it with a little bit of fantasy, but they don't want to completely check out. For example, hmm. uh, something I just heard about today that is gaining popularity over the past few months, GTA RP. Have you heard of this?
1: Okay. Grand Theft
0: Auto I'm, I'm like player.
1: Guitarp. Yeah. <laughs> It's a new instrument.
0: <laughs> that was pure letters, wasn't it? I just spelled Guitarp. I thought I was talking about a video game. But I sound like I was no, no, just spelling No, no, no. I knew words. what you were
1: talking about, yeah. but then, but then, with the way it came out of your mouth, I was like, I "This is like something. This is a this That's is how like a, like a little, cute little like a cute little creature
0: <laughs> named Guitarp, yeah.
2: like
0: Gorp or like, or like. ET. So GTA RP is a, a mod of GTA Online, Grand Theft Auto Online, which is one of the most popular. games. Games ever it keeps making more and more money though it's just essentially a big open world where you can hang out and commit violence and whatnot and you put on voice chat and you can talk to other people this is a mod of that though I'm not certain what the modification to it actually does other than allows you to have an elite server just a private server just a private little world that is invite only and some online celebrities some rappers some some streamers they have their own GTA RP servers and people really want to get on there and hang out but the mm. rule is you have to pretend you're somebody else the whole time like i couldn't just come on and be like i'm jonathan off road rules and i love to hang out and be jonathan
1: off road, just road rules just talk about myself <laughs> yeah. and road
0: rules they'd be like no you have to be like hans Lanz, and you have to uh, you're a shoe salesman now and you need to stay in character all the time if we catch you off character and it's exactly like LARPing. It's something I did as a teenager, live action role playing. Oh. Where you you go out in the woods and you pretend you're a gnome and a, you're a bunch of elves and dwarves hanging out and yeah. you y'all you, all, you have to pretend. You have to stay in character though or else they kick you out. Yeah. But oh, I I remember illusion. going
1: to I remember going to the park and there they all were.
0: LARPing? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was like cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure that's, I'm was, sure that's exactly probably, what she thought. I was
1: probably going to smoke weed with my boyfriend <laughs> in the parking lot, make out. And then there were <laughs> fucking foam swords flying.
0: I had one of those swords. Yeah. 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 yeah but somehow GTA R, RP made LARPing cool. It's GTA LARP, but people who are, you know, relatively well-respected in their various industries who are considered fashionable, fun, People that idealize.
1: This is reminding me of like what was it the fire festival? (laughs) Except online, but it's
0: and it's so much safer online, right? And of course, I'm sure the pandemic had a lot to do with why people are socializing this way. But that's not a replacement of your life. That's an extension of your life. You're connecting with other real life human beings through the game as as a vessel for who you actually are, and that to me. Makes a lot more sense than, than video games trying to replace other people or re- replace real life by replacing your eyes and ears with whatever Gabe Newell wants to replace them with. Me peripherals. So we have a, a fun conversation coming up with Gretchen, who likes to replace life with games, but likes to also accentuate her life and make her life better through games and live her life in a video game. But it also is something she hates. She hates video games (laughs) and she thinks they're worse than real life a lot of the time, which is such a interesting dynamic. She's gonna come to us and talk to us about a game that I had never heard of before. Here she comes. Video games are trash, but I love them because they're trash. Back again with Gretchen, it's been too long. Gretchen, I have not forgotten your feelings and I am so curious about what you're gonna talk about this time. What are you gonna talk about? What's gonna happen? Well, first, I I have to admit that I, I made a mistake. You did.
3: I mean, uh, mistakes were made, John. No. I I played Dragon Guard. That's another. What is that? What is that? What is it's, you- it's a it's a PlayStation Two game. It's the Yoko Taro's first game. It's it's um um I can't talk about it. It's, <laughs> really? Like it, it's um it's a it's a bad time. It it's see I there was a lot of bad times recently. So I needed to I needed to go somewhere that I I hated more, hated more <laughs> than a place where there were bean men, who were bad podcast boys, and then like horrible things happening elsewhere in the world that were actually important. And and I just I'm like I need to go somewhere that that I hate the most. And I played that and I forgot, that game, makes you hate other things more. Wow. So I, so I had to stop. I had to stop. I went to play something that I just I just love. There's it Warframe. It's it's. Warframe. It's um, a free-to-play third-person shooter. You get fly around at 8 million miles per hour. The controls are impenetrable. And, but once you figure it out, you feel amazing. Um, You said you don't know anything about it. I'm just going to assume a lot of people don't. Um, You play as a tenno. It's like a soldier of sorts. And you fight huh. against... You're in like a war against three factions that all hate each other. It's uh-huh. like horrible clone, like amputee-ish people with like ro like steampunk-esque robot parts that just grafted together and then oh. there's semi-robot-y money-grubbing people and then there's just gross <laughs> just gross that's that's what it is it's its i i'll probably get to that um but you 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 one of your main equipment is these frames and they they're like different kind of like characters but they're they're actually gear mm. it's hard to explain but i mean like you like you can be have excalibur he's like a sword boy hmm. uh, there's one that does mind control stuff and makes Whoa. things go crazy and, huh? or you can be a you can be a dragon or a necromancer or what? a little flying pixie or a human disease or a jew <laughs> are you jewish gretchen uh yes and yeah but yeah and i'm not joking you can actually that there's a there's a frame was just like he's it's, He's just Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> it's like it's a whole i it would take me like fa- half an hour to explain why
0: that's awesome wow but well, no i'm sold on the the on the awesomeness it's just three factions as i understand it one is damaged one is money grubbing did you describe the third one and i missed it it's um well and let's go back to like there's
3: a frame that you can like i said it's a disease well there's a, a disease faction it's uh, it's called the infestation and it's just it makes it mutates and it's a big fungusy disgusting, and that's oh. kind of what it is. Like not zombie plague, but just way worse. I can't even figure out how to yeah, describe it. I
0: think I'm it's getting horrifying. So, it's yeah, funny. it's like zombies at least have some piece of humanity, the the hunger part, but fungus is just like a hive mind, not even a mind, I guess. It's no, hi-
3: well, there is a hive mind type situation, and the the fungusiness will infect robots and huh. people and animals, and it's disgusting. And that's yeah. the whole point of it. And it's like unstoppable. But then you try and stop it, and then you can, but you can't. It's video games. But <laughs> whoa! But the, here's where the hate and the love of hate and the hate of love comes in, I w- there's a new expansion that came out because I mean, I got my PS4 fixed. and I was like, yay. And I, I go in, I'm like, this is gonna be cool. I hear it's, it's a new open map and I go in and the first thing that happens is I meet um, Mother, the character who's I believe about 15 feet tall, has blue skin, one arm that is about four times longer than the other. And, it, and, and, and she's, she emerges from what looks like a, like, like one of those ground succulent plants, like a, like a flower thing. And it's all <laughs> this... slimy and slippery looking. And then she's there being all snooty and uppity and ordering you around. And it, it just says mother and that's okay. <laughs> i already have enough mother issues i don't need this is she... this is how it starts does it does it this, lead the, it this is you go to the new planet and and that's one of the first people you meet it i can't remember how it starts because it was really really strange right. um, as always is the game is very strange but this was extra strange so but you're on like a disease moon chunk thing that it pulled came out of another dimension because the I, I can't even explain what the heck was going on there.
0: <laughs> and Mother is there now?
3: Yeah, there's Mother. She she can emerge from various parts of the planet from just like, they're like orifices, these flower, slime places, so it's very upsetting as she towers over you and it, it, it condescends as she gives you missions to go out into the, the open map that Oh, he's an insect, but he has a daughter, and she loves fish. She wants you to bring her fish, and she wants to help you fish.
0: Mother's daughter wants fish. Is that what yes. you said? Okay. Yes.
3: Mother's daughter wants fish, and then there's grandmother. Because <laughs> we're talking about women of age. There's there's a, there's a son and a father who are also upsetting, but a daughter. A daughter has glasses, considering they're made out of. Have disease from the waist down, and then their bodies are clearly been modified because you can see through like the side of one of them, and she has a metallic rib cage of metal, and that's upsetting. I don't like that. How do they
0: the- feel about this? So, one of the things that I'm taking away from this that's very powerful is, of course, there's some symbolism about the way people are born out of mothers, and it's kind of gooey and it's sort of like the, the vi- vagina is a flower is a old O'Keefe and metaphor that's in, in fine art all over the place. So it's mm-hmm. the, the, where it starts to get original from what I can tell is the length of that one arm. That's new. And the, the fact that she's immediately snooty and, and unimpressed with you. And then her daughter is part robot in the ribcage and the fish fascination. That's, it's uh i'm not sure i i i i'm upset a little bit not yeah uh that they call this game warframe because when i hear war i think oh another game about war i know about those frame okay it's probably got mechs in it i guess so just the name alone has caused me to instantly ignore this warframe for a long time i had no idea that it was like a kafka-esque romp through a a battle of disgusting horrors that sounds great oh it's amazing
3: but if you want to play it to actually understand why anything is happening be ready to play about 20 hours
0: (laughs) and it's It's, uh it's
3: doing well it's a grindy yeah I, i mean i it's also just very enjoyable to play Which is good, like from like a physical, the visceral standpoint. Oh, but there's one last woman, his grandmother. I don't know exactly what her motivations are, but mechanically, I think she just gives you races for hoverboards. What? (laughs) you, You can race hoverboards in this open map, which is where things come in with but grandmother Already, she's grandmother's the one. bald too which is actually I thought that was very forward thinking but I think she wears a tiara none of this is explained huh?
0: <laughs> but, and she's the one who likes to hoverboard or she wants
3: you to or both she wants us to all of these people are emerging from uh, like slime flower things slippery and slimy and gooey and sticky at the same time visually anyway
0: right right right
3: and they make make they make the the the, the good old fashioned
0: <laughs> sounds you just did that yeah yes, I, did. I bet they i bet they do and then she who i assume is the oldest of the bunch also likes hoverboarding she has legs and she uses No them. she does
3: not she just wants she wants you to race <laughs> and then she legs. chastises you if you fail
0: she has no legs, and you must race. Is what happens.
3: Yes, that's wow. yes. she. She emerges from the, yeah, and they can. You just uh, it's so strange. but the the upsetting thing is, I love the mechanics that they've added in this new expansion. This area, this map is it's small, but it's dense. It's like Morrowind instead of Skyrim. It's full of things that you can do and find, and you can mine these things and the really cool. Uh, new enemies that have interesting new mechanics and all of the different tools that you have to navigate the maps and all the weapons are effective and useful and Uh the problem is it's a disease it's disgusting and I hate how gross it is I can go in there and you're supposed to grind it's like I'm like ready to do it and then I go out there for half an hour and it's all red and dripping and like to fish and the fish are just pustules and slime monstrosities and, and then you bring the daughter the fish and she is wor- a little too excited to uh, receive them she finds them adorable for some reason and then but you can also cut the fish and rip their organs out and it makes this horrible <laughs> sound when uh-huh. and it's it's, and, and you and you can rescue animals. It's like oh, doggies and kitties, oh they're made out of disease too, and and the, the, the trees are disease and they drip and everything twitches and wiggles and, wow. and the, the monster is giant. It's a giant wriggling centipedes and it's so upsetting. And but like if I could just not know how awful it is. And if it was not so visually, viscerally upsetting and nauseating, Ah. it would be so much more fun than anything else in the game. And I hate it. I hate (laughs) it. And I love to play it until I can't do it anymore. Not because of fatigue, but because of
0: nausea. Wow. So you're not tired, but you're sick. So you're sick and not tired. And you love it and you hate it. And it sounds like a disease of sorts in that it infects you and you don't want to quit. It's in you, but it makes you feel bad. Yet you still, I don't know if you've ever thrown up before, Gretchen. Have you I, I have. You have. It's bad, but it's also kind of good because you're like, oh, that's better. But it was so gross. It sounds like vomit the game, kind of. That thing is, it's that area.
3: Other people find it very pleasant to play really and it is it's very colorful it's very striking hand crafted amazing design mm. that i just find so upsetting <laughs> probably because i I mean i'm i'm fully invested in this game emotionally and i've like that's why i said it was like oh it's mother and she's just you know, terrifying looking <laughs> and imposing and condescending and 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 not welcoming and i'm like i don't i don't need another mother like this
0: (laughs) the whole family i mean grandmother sounded welcoming but 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 kind of off base i'm surprised about her her priorities i guess you could say i'm not sure if i could relate with her easily because of course she's also a creature that emerges from a wet flower yeah it's it's not It's not great. I was waiting for you to correct me and be like, no, no, it's not that weird. But you were just like, true. (laughs) Well, geez, I really want to play Warframe now. You have sold me on- It's a very, very good game. And it's free, you said? Yes, it's free to play. And it is
3: impenetrable at first. The wiki is your friend. And yet somehow people are very, very sensitive about spoiling it. So I have tried to keep that to a minimum, despite the fact that you can almost guarantee to get spoiled because you need to read the wiki to know what the heck you're doing.
0: Yeah. And also,
3: I don't know. The 600 I... currencies alone. Is, uh...
0: <laughs> I, I need to know a little bit about something before I'm going to try to play it because there's so many other things to play. Unless you spoil me a little bit, I'm not going to jump in and you've spoiled me just right, Gretchen. Thank you so much, as always. You disappeared. Are you still there?
3: Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> good. I was giving you time to, to to stop recording if that's what you wanted to do. I figured that was a good stopping point. <laughs> yeah, I'll stop recording. That's
0: a good idea. People are trash, but I love them Because they are trash. You know, it's rare for someone to wow me when it comes to video games. Gretchen wowed me. Gretchen talks about video games in a way that is hilarious, but also whisks me away. And frankly, I I looked up Warframe after talking to Gretchen. Warframe looks great, and Warframe looks weird, but the way Gretchen described it was better than Warframe. I I want Gretchen to get hired to make Warframe as weird as Warframe is to Gretchen, because that would be a heck of a good game. But one of the, the things that struck me as so interesting was this tall woman thing, this tall monster woman thing that Gretchen was talking about a lot on the show. It's something that's really taken off lately. Resident Evil 8 has not yet come out, but it is definitely going to be one of the biggest games of this year. And a demo was recently released only on PS5. the first time I ever wanted a PS5 was to play this demo, but it's short enough that I just watched a video of it on YouTube. And there's a lady named Lady D. Me... Oh, Oh. Dimitrescu, Dimitrescu, I think. I'll start that over.
1: No, I like it.
0: There's a woman named Lady Dimitrescu, I think. (laughs) And she is like 12 foot tall. And she is the mother of some goth girls that have blood all over their mouth, and they turn into flies. And they've got keys around their neck. I don't know why. They bite you and they enjoy it. And they're like, how'd that feel? After they give oh, you a little bite. Oh, that's awesome. And doesn't she have like
1: these like long on the left hand, which I really like if it's on the left hand. I didn't know that about she's, you. She's she's a lefty and <laughs> so am I. Yeah.
0: Her, her hands can turn into like Lady Deathstrike style claws. It was a... a a real body horror villain of of Wolverine, the comic book character, years and years ago. I I think it might have been... I can't remember the name of the artist who worked on that. Witherspoon, maybe? Probably
1: probably, probably, (laughs) not. You know Reese. Barry (laughs) Windsor Smith
0: was more likely than (laughs) Reese Witherspoon. (laughs) So this character is just blown up. There's so much fan art of this character. There are people cosplaying of this character. There's people just dreaming of this character. And I haven't seen anything like it since... Bowsette, actually. I don't know if you know about Bowsette. I don't. So I'll quickly explain. A little while ago, people thought, what if Bowser was actually Princess Peach? And how hot would that be? And scary. Because Bowser from Mario, big fire-breathing turtle. Yeah. What if I could have sex with it? What if it was a sexy princess that was also pissed off and would like step on my neck and, and scratch me and bite me with claws. Wow! Loved it. People freaked out. It was, it was a fan art concept based on the logic of the Mario Brothers series. They revealed that there's a new kind of crown power-up you can get called the Princess Crown, I think it's called. And there's this cute little toad who's a girl named Toadette. And when she gets the Princess Crown, she just turns into Peach. Yep. Like morphs into a beautiful princess. They're like, well, what if Bowser got it? Would he turn into a beautiful princess? Oh, my God. Mario would just date Bowser instead of Peach. People went bananas with it. And yeah. it was loaded with a lot of stuff. And that was the biggest fan art phenomena of whatever year, two years ago, I think, two or three years ago. Now this Lady Dimitrescu is taken over and is eclipsing Bowsette so far. I've seen so much Lady Dimitrescu art of some of it pornographic, just huge, really? oh, yeah. huge boobs coming out of the dress some of it hilarious just like great parody sort of of the whole concept of a 12 foot tall vampire woman who's gonna kill you it's it's pretty absurd and and pretty funny some of it just scary some of it just paying tribute to the fact that this is a genuinely intimidating woman but there's a lot of big boobed video game characters that come out every day there's there's tall ones there's all sorts of characters who are similar enough to this one that don't take off in this way. And I'm really curious about why this character at this time is becoming such a big deal.
1: I have an idea. Yep. Yeah? It's probably because the artist who did the original character captured a mood mm-hmm. in such a good way that people really it just really inspired people to hmm. wanna to wanna make their own variations to capture that mood.
0: Ah. <sighs> So I love it. You're saying they just did a really good, good job. job and it worked. Yeah. That's never why. <laughs> That's, I
1: wish That's that, why oh, can't it be that I simple? I wish that were why. You're telling me I'm wrong?
0: You're you are you are sweetly hopeful that the cream actually does rise to the top. And I'm I'm. Uh, uh,
1: you're like, there's no way. There's I've I've way better art out there. I've never <laughs> seen it happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great design, like you're saying, but it's not like the most amazing design of all time. And it's not better than a million other designs I saw by artists who are struggling to get anyone to pay attention to them.
1: But that artist happens to have a platform that's different in an anticipated game on the year's second hottest or first hottest platform that came
0: out. (laughs) The PlayStation 5?
1: Yeah, Yeah. depending on who you are. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, it's, it's selling very well, the PlayStation 5. So yeah, the fact that it's Resident Evil is a big part of it, but... Resident Evil, sometimes people sleep on that. Uh, Resident Evil 6 was very ignored and very disliked by the people that checked it out because it was very cliche. Resident Evil 6 was a few games ago now. This one's Resident Evil 8.
1: So I want to tell me why. Why is this one so? Well,
0: let me, let me tell you a little bit about the history of Resident Evil. Because oh that'll be fun for you.
1: I it won't long. take me too
0: long. Okay. So the first one. Basically a riff on Night of the Living Dead, though there were some sharks and some like lizard men that cut your head off. But the fear was like disease and being trapped in a house with monsters, which is what Night of the Living Dead, also down on the dead a little bit. And that was the first three it was just like zombies and, and weird monsters. But it was mostly about the zombies. What, did I lose you already?
1: No, What's I just wrong? had a terrible realization. What is it? That I have to cut out. What? I got confused. About What? It's so bad. It's so embarrassing. No. It's so embarrassing. How could it be? This whole time we've been talking about Resident Evil. Uh huh. And I've been picturing Silent Hill. (laughs) That's a. How is that a. That is not that, that. No, this whole time. Okay. I thought we were talking about Silent Hill. All right. And it just now dawned on me as you're talking about Resident Evil 1, I was like, no, no. No, 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 no. You've had it wrong this entire time.
0: That is like if I was embarrassed that I mixed up Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. They are incredibly similar. They came out in the same systems. They were influenced by each other. They both had like... Oh, Roman... but
1: but no, but I knew very, the difference. I knew the difference. It's okay. Okay.
0: You you are so hard I was, on yourself I was just for not sitting here being... laughing.
1: I was like, oh my God. I am, <laughs> I am like, I am going down this whole path in my head. I'm like walking this line and then suddenly realizing i i took the wrong turn like i, I we've missed the exit
0: <laughs> they both had movies based on them I they're know, they're very but they're similar different, but they're resident of evil silent hill where do you live i'm a resident of silent hill and it's evil there they're very easy <laughs> to mix them up it's not all not right so... we need
1: to get back to all right all right, all right, all right. okay so the first... thank you for the clair- i was i was initially like don't oh god we're going to have to go through the history it's a good thing we did <laughs>
0: I'm going to be brief. I can do
1: it. Okay, you can do it.
0: So the first three Resident Evils, sort of in the Romero house of horror, and almost all of the the main villains were either monsters that were shaped like men or were just straight up men. Like the main villain was a guy named Wesker. Then occasionally they'll have a woman in there. There's a woman named Lisa who is just a big like blob of flesh who's very sad she was in the remake of Resident Evil 1 that came out in the GameCube and it's been re-released a bunch of times. She she chases after you, but you feel bad for her. So it's like, I'm a, she's a woman, I feel bad for her. They tortured her, they mutated her, they turned her into this creature and she just wants relief. She actually like wants to die. She, Jeez. So you feel bad and for her. And her name's Lisa? I think so, oh. I, if I remember correctly. She's chasing you around. And she's scary, but you also feel sympathy for her, which is one of the ways you can get fear out of people especially and this is games made by men they often will be like well the woman character will be weak and you'll feel bad for her but she's also scary and it's just like the time i had a girlfriend who i felt bad for and then she like broke my heart so i'll put that in the game like there's a lot of projection (laughs) (laughs) sad. you felt a little bad for him but you've also Not broken really. those hearts yeah. you've, you've, you've been the heartbreaker in those cases. They deserved it. They deserved it. Then there was, I can't remember her name. There's a woman character who stalks you in a game called Resident Evil Revelations. And it was on the 3DS. I can't remember the name of the woman right now. But basically what happens is there's a woman who doesn't show her face. She covers her face with her hair. But she exposes her cleavage a lot big on that and she gets attacked by semen monsters they don't call them that but you're out oh. you're out on a boat and you get attacked by the sailors who have turned into basically blobs of white goo with with protruding um, uh, uh, sort of tails penile uh, appendages coming out of their mouths oh. yeah oh. and they're they're dripping with the wet stuff they're soaking okay and uh, they kill her but turn her into one of them you see her boobs her cleavage constantly but she chases you around and also seems tortured so you feel bad for her you kind of want to have sex with her because of her boobs but you're also afraid she's going to kill you she did not become a fan art sensation people s- slept on that because like oh i've seen cleavage a billion times i'm on to you this is boring there's nothing genuine about this then there was a woman villain in the sequel to that resident evil revelations 2 it was wesker's sister Another snore fest. Oh, Wesker, but a girl. I get it. And there was also Resident Evil Code Veronica. Mm. Woman villain at the end of that. She turns into, like, a giant ant. Not a lot of fan art of her. And a a lot of stuff that was similar to the movie Psycho. I don't know if you've seen that. Where a guy is, like, pretending to be his mom. Yeah, yeah. But but why was an ant... I don't the know. The choice. That's they thought, good... well, women like the queen ant is oh, scary. Oh no! no. They're, they're oh they're gonna reproduce. Women are scary because they can reproduce and I can't. Oh, she's making little ants. I'm terrified.
1: No, no. They have an exoskeleton. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I don't know. I
0: like. Did not catch on. So all the prior Resident Evil women villains, they have some of them have a fan base, sure, but they were not getting fan art and getting this kind of a fan response. Right out of the gate like uh, Lady Dimitrescu did. Right. And I think it's because she is very different than what they expected. She seems to be having fun. She is not tortured. She is not looking for pity. Yeah,
1: she's, she's a bad she's,
0: bitch. She's 12 feet tall. She's a bad bitch. She's not trying to look sexy for you. She's wearing a, like a giant evening gown that, that's not revealing in a traditional way and she's very, very powerful, and she's having fun. I actually think there's a a power vacuum around women characters like this. She actually greatly resembles Bayonetta in Bayonetta 2 when she's out shopping and having fun with her friend Jean. Bayonetta is a very tall woman, extremely long legs, and Bayonetta's latest game has been sort of indefinitely delayed. The creators of the game actually just said, hey, just forget about it. We announced it like Four or five years ago, but forget we announced anything. Then you'll be pleasantly surprised when we talk about it again. Weird. Yeah, people are worried. People want Bayonetta. They're not going to get Bayonetta anytime soon. Lady Dimitrescu seems to be filling the filling the void.
1: Yeah, she kind of seems to me almost like a mob boss in a way. Whoa. Like she has this kind of air about her that's like I don't need to put in any work because I tell people to do my work.
0: She does. She's a mom, but also a boss. She's yeah. a mom boss monster. 12 foot tall, claw hands.
1: So those girls are her. A monster. Are her...
0: I think she calls them her daughters, and it's sort of like a cult. But yeah. it seems like a fun cult, where they're just goofing around. Like they're, they, I've never seen monsters have this good of a time with what they're doing. So you're scared of them, but you also sort of envy them. You want to hang out with them. You want to get to know them, maybe win them over. But That's... then they eat you. Yeah, but I think people love the idea, in general, of, of being able to win over. The bad guy, and get them to approve of you, and then you get to just hang out with the bad guy and have fun. It's it's the classic like bad girl, bad boy appeal. Like oh, sure, I know that they're from the wrong side of town, but they've got a real heart, and if I win them over, and right, that means I'm special. Exactly. Yeah, and that they, means I'm
1: better than other people because I understand them, or they understand me. And, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They made an exception for me. We all right. want to be exceptional. We want the bad guy to make an exception for us and also these are just really scary times and i don't think it's a coincidence that the lady and her daughters i think they can all turn into like a horde of flies whoa that you can't really touch you can't do anything about it there's definitely some plague and virus uh metaphor going on there which has been in resident evil since day one so what if you could just make friends with the plague what if you could have sex with the plague and it was like quality sex with a sexy plague.
1: See, it's so funny hearing this coming from a dude because this is not how I perceive shit like this when <laughs> I watch movies or watch people because I don't really play video games, but True. it's funny hearing you talk about it. Like, oh, I could have sex with this villain. I'm like, I've never thought of that. They really
0: want to have sex with her a lot.
1: Or or just any any like I I don't see a bad guy who's like all muscular and think, I want to fuck that bad guy.
0: Right. They do. They want to fuck that bad guy and gal. They're excited to fuck video game characters. <laughs> I just. I'm a lot.
1: I guess maybe it's just because mm. I'm not super into that shit. Yeah, in general, I don't think. I don't know.
0: It's something that you're you're brought up with, and it's something that you grow into, depending on where you're at in your life. And right now you're at a place where you are pretty empowered, which is awesome. Yeah. So you don't look to video games. You don't look to fiction. You don't look to... But
1: there's nothing wrong with that.
0: No, absolutely nothing No, 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 no. But yeah. it is commonplace that if you feel really empowered in your regular life, that you're going to be less attuned to getting empowered through fantasy life. So that's fair. Gabe Newell, heck of no. a guy. I don't... And he's filthy rich. You see him, he just like never wears shoes, his clothes look dirty, doesn't look like he's temped himself in a while. I don't know if he really likes living in reality and I think he's bored with it. He's he's won the game of reality to the point where it's not interesting to him anymore. So he's trying to take on new things and God bless him. I hope he gets there. It's a little hard on Do Dave you really? Earlier. Yeah. I hope he manages to achieve his goals and give the people who want what he's got what they're looking for. I hope everybody wins.
1: That's so nice of you. Oh, all right.
0: I'm alright. I'm alright. <laughs> I was
1: just thinking the implications of
0: oh the VR just, stuff. Just just
1: like okay, now we've got a new substance abuse program
0: that <laughs> we have to, to um, VR and yeah, all right. yeah
1: yeah. I'm just thinking as the implications are just. Oh, God. I know. We'll
0: see. I mean, as long as he doesn't go the way of Palmer Lucky, who last time I checked, that's the Oculus Rift guy. He was trying to create VR so we could make sure people weren't trying to climb Trump's wall. It's like let's use VR to. Look at immigrants. <laughs> what? Make, them, oh, make God. them not get in here. Yeah, he really took a turn. Uh, so speaking of taking a turn, why don't we turn <laughs> yep. to our mailbag? It's time to see what's in the mailbag.
1: All right. It's from Soda Baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's addressed to Jonathan.
0: And it's written on a typewriter. I
1: know. That's the best part. When uh, I first saw this letter, I was like, what? Is this from a time machine? (laughs) What is this? Somebody from the past sending us a letter to our future selves? Okay, it says.
0: I think he's trying to meet me where I'm at because he thinks I'm so old. You're
1: old. (laughs) You old. I've already apologized for calling you old. I need to stop while I'm ahead. Okay. It says, hello. Happy New Year to you and to your family. Sorry, my cadence is weird. Oh, it's good. Uh, Okay. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Like you asked him. (laughs) Um, I'm writing this letter on my cousin's nifty with spaces in between every letter. Mm. Uh, New typewriter. Please forgive any errors. I am not the most accurate typist under the best of circumstances.
0: Right. Pre-apologizing. Typical soda baby.
1: (laughs) My mother... If you all remember who Soda Baby's mom is, Carla. It's Carla who
0: reviewed Disc Room on this show, and
1: everybody loved her review of Disc yeah, it was Room. A great it review. was a great review. Yeah. My mother has been listening to and enjoying the Kitty Cat podcast. Thank you. That's your Carla. show, Tanya. Yeah, she is all caught up, as well as the worst song on
0: Earth. Oh, that's my other podcast with the uh, the guys I know.
1: Yep, talking yep. about music. I do believe that she'd like to speak to you again for. T-T-W-A-V-G, is that how you, and this is in parentheses, is that how you abbreviate that? Your podcast has an awfully long title, Jonathan.
0: (laughs) I've never talked to this gentleman.
1: I know, he's he's giving you the business.
0: People. But. Yes. Mm.
1: But she's pretty freaking busy and does not have time for electronic toy shenanigans that's a classic
0: so my mother my would mom... like to speak to you Jonathan however she's too busy Jonathan <laughs> my... to set me up and knock me down
1: yeah like You know, how dare you think my mom is... Okay, no. I think this is all in good fun. It is fun. It's definitely good fun. Okay, Mm. she's had a little time with the PS5, but hasn't been able to play Pixel Puzzle Makeout League yet.
0: Oh, I gave her a code for that. It's Mm. a very fun game.
1: She doesn't have a PC at home, so maybe if you want to talk about that soon, I can have her over at my house before I go back to school. Oh. And, in the meantime, you could get a PS5 review? I don't know, Jonathan Holmes. (laughs) Full name. <laughs> you let us know. I'm starting to hate this damn typewriter. My Gen Z brain is spoiled by digital word processing, and I find myself unable to compose cogent sentences without the ability to edit myself constantly.
0: Aww.
1: <laughs> It's also hard to see.
0: <laughs> He's dying. And the apostrophe is in
1: the wrong place. Sorry, Soda Baby. He's fading away oh. mid-letter. I know, I know. It's so bad. It's getting dark. Okay. <laughs> I really hope you appreciate the effort I'm going to here. We do. Actually, I really, really do. I think we've been giving you a little shit throughout this letter, but this is this is actually amazing. It's a wonderful letter. Um, because it's 1249 on New Year's Day, oh, my, my wrists goodness. and fingers are tired, and I feel like a fool, Jonathan. I'm so Sorry. <laughs> Does does he really want us to read this out loud? Who knows? Also, I have distressing news.
0: Oh, distressing! He didn't get the tea. It's really. Have you used one of these old typewriters? Yes. It is like a one take. Uh, you got to get it in your You're just one shot. I know. It's like uh, you're in an opera that you've never heard before and you just got to belt know, it out. And get it I know. I right know. It's so true. Time. It's no so eracer. true. No eraser.
1: Okay, when I hopped into my mom's car the other day, I discovered that in her desperation, having caught up with the Kitty Cat podcast, my mother was listening to the Bugs Bunny Hentai podcast. And this was a Boston's Favorite song. Yeah, that was a Boston's Favorite. I'm sorry to inform you of this. It's spelled sorry. I know. You're
0: just being accurate.
1: Um, But you are probably the only other person on earth who can understand stand the sheer horror i felt in that moment <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he feels responsible he he, he
1: mm. but you do you feel it for him don't you when you get come on
0: i i don't know i i had a weird mom who was like why don't you watch porkies why don't you watch some pornography you're, you're 12 maybe you'll enjoy some <laughs> boobs maybe you'll enjoy some butt cheeks you know so i was never embar- my mom embarrassed me not the other way around she could She could um, tell me to watch anything, and it would be fine.
1: Um, My dad was like that, too. Yep. And I believe our parents, your mom and my dad, are the same age, and I'm wondering if it's a thing.
0: I don't think so. I think we have weird parents. All right. Yes, Carla, who was an awesome person, chose to listen to the Bugs Bunny hentai podcast episode of Boston's Favorite Son, which is a pretty intense episode to listen to, actually. It's got a lot of Bugs Bunny just having sex with me. Yeah. Yeah, and all the Looney Tunes run a train on me in that one. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> intense. So, yeah, I could see a little embarrassment about that.
1: Okay, so if you had a regular mom, Jonathan, you would understand the sheer horror he felt in that moment.
0: Did he write that?
1: No, I just, I just <laughs> edited it slightly so that it made more sense.
0: <laughs> that was a, a nice gesture.
1: Um, at least you told a cute story about your cat, Sylvester, in that episode. My mom likes Sylvester. Still, I'll have to have a... I don't know what that says there.
0: Hardcore?
1: No, I'll have to have a...
0: I'll have to have a...
1: Something talk with her. Yeah. It's a four-letter word.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's not a swear. It
1: looks like a beer?
0: Beer? I'll have to have a beer talk with her. We'll leave it at that.
1: Okay. Again, I am so sorry. Oh. (laughs) Um, okay, that's enough. Good night and happy new year, Jonathan. Smiley face, soda baby, and a great drawing.
0: I know. Oh, it's so good. Then he drew an Ewok at the end wearing a party hat and saying, yub nub. And it's a very good Ewok drawing.
1: It's so great. I'm honestly, this whole letter was extremely touching and super creative and just, I don't know, the look and feel of it. The self-deprecation, I can resonate with that. Yeah, every and also
0: day. Uh, and mocking me a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and in a, I
0: in a loving way. You might have deserved it. That was an I was fun. Thank you for the was a real good time, And with that, I guess we'll close up another episode of our fun podcast.
1: This was fun.
0: It was a fun a episode. Yeah, it was it was a chatty one. I miss having all the clips and the segments from Tomberry and Kaiju. That said, with the space for us to just gab for a little bit, that was a nice change of pace. It was a lot of fun too. So you can listen to Tanya's other podcast, the Kitty Cat Podcast. You can find them on Spotify. You can find them on
1: iTunes.
0: iTunes Libsyn. No,
1: that's the that's the that's the um, hosting site.
0: Yeah, that's where you host it on Libsyn.
1: Libsyn. You
0: can go on Libsyn. (laughs) You can Libsyn on it, and you can find her on Twitter. She's at Tpaws Cast on twitter as for me i'm at nontrotsky on twitter and i've got other shows i already talked about them so check them out if you like but i'm really most excited and this is rare that i do this be this pushy about nintendo force but wow the Suda 51 issue is coming together it's coming out in february i have at least 12 pages that are just me and i think it's coming i think it's going to be like 24 pages of it that are just me rambling on about Suda 51. I interviewed Suda 51. I saw those pages are finally laid out. We have some exclusive sprite art of Suda 51 characters. We've got an exclusive portrait of Suda 51 doing his finger guns move. We've got, so we got a, it's gonna be a No More Heroes 3 poster in there. I was
1: gonna say, give me the poster. Yeah,
0: you're gonna, <laughs> it's basically my short book about Suda 51's career and all of his best games. I talk about the silver case. Got to talk. I think I'm gonna write about Fatal Frame Four if I'm lucky. It's it's Jeez. the thing I'm most excited about for this whole darn year. It's a, this year is gonna peak early for me. February is gonna be my best month, and then it'll all be downhill. But at least I'll have the issue to hold on to throughout the year and, and cuddle with it and feel special because I got to make it. It's really, really gonna be great. So please take a look at it. Find me on Twitter if you want, and be like, show me a sample. I'll sneak you a sample of the magazine. I'll I'll send you a GIF or a JPEG. Or a a PNG. I'll I'll tweet it to you. I'll send you a DM. PNG. GTA. RP. It'll be fun. So I guess that's about it for us, everyone. Thanks so much for listening and check us out in two weeks. We'll have another episode out then.